You're listening to the Shut Up and Teach podcast. I'm your host, Elijah Carbajal. Let's get started. Oh, well, hello, been, every, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've never been on the other side of that to know that that's what it sounds like. Sorry. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, we are. Uh, we are live. Everybody listen, listening. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. This is the Shut Up and Teach podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Elijah Carball. I have a special guest with me today, as you uh, I'm sure heard. He's never been on the other side of this. So to know that's what that sounds like. There's a little thing on there that lets you know, hey, we're recording. So um, but I'm very happy today uh, because I have a guest with me that um, if you listen to the last episode with Laura Rizzo, um, I mentioned that I'd been trying to get in touch with Laura since um, summer of 2021. I've been trying to get in touch with Chris, who I've got with me here, Chris uh, Stuchko. Am I saying your name correctly? You got Stuchko. it. Awesome. So I've got Chris Suchko with me here. Uh, he is a, a ninth grade teacher, my correct ninth grade teacher from Pennsylvania. That is correct. That's awesome. So uh, it's really interesting and always exciting for me as an elementary school teacher to, to sit down and, and talk with either middle school teachers or high school teachers. So Chris, I am extremely happy that you're here on the show with me. How are you doing this morning? I'm great. Thanks a lot for having me on. And I know your last episode, you had a high school counselor on. So we're keeping the, uh, the high school, the high school train moving along here. So now you get the perspective from a uh, ninth grade high school special education teacher out in Pennsylvania, right outside of Allentown, Pennsylvania, which is about an hour north of uh, Philadelphia. So thanks a lot for having me on today. And yes, we have been trying to connect since the summer. So, uh, it's nice to finally get in touch. And yes, I have been on the other side of this one other time before, but I host a podcast, which we'll talk about as we go through this. But uh, it is nice to be on the other end where I just have to show up and people ask me the questions instead of having uh, to prepare all the questions beforehand. So this is a nice, nice change of pace here. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because like I've been I've been a guest on podcasts, too. And but I still I still get nervous, like interviewing people and being on the other side as the person being interviewed, but I'm glad that you're like, Oh, this is easy. I don't have to worry about anything. No pressure. Elijah's just going to ask the questions and I shoot away. So. Yeah. Right. And I did, I did prepare notes uh, just because I didn't want to forget certain things. So I do have a, a couple of things written down. I wanted to be prepared like any good teacher would be prepared uh, for an interview or a, 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 an assignment like this. So I do have some things written down. So I did do a little homework for myself. And obviously I wanted to go back and listen to some of your past podcasts to kind of get a sense of some of the questions. So I am ready for ready for what you have in store. All right. Well, I'm ready too, Chris. Let's get into this. So uh, we know your name, Chris Stuchko. We know that you are a ninth grade uh, special education teacher from Pennsylvania. Is there anything else that you'd like to let our listeners know about who you are, um, interesting facts about yourself, special hobbies, anything like that before we dive into the questions? Sure. So um, I'm in my 16th year of teaching. Um, I am not a teacher by, by trade at the beginning of my career, which I think is unique about a lot of high school teachers, at least in my area. Like, you know, you get like those teachers that like, I was never the teacher that's, you know, grew up and played school and dreamed about being in a classroom when I was in high school. 
I wanted to get a job where I never went back to school after college. So uh, it's interesting that every day for my career now, I get to uh, go to school every day. Um, but I was a journalism major in college. I went to the University of Maryland in College Park um, in the early 2000s, right around the time when the basketball team won the national championship. And I wanted to be the next great sports writer, work in sports media, um, did some stuff related to that. And um, I guess, thankfully, before that market went crazy, um, I decided I hit a fork in the road and it was either to spend my nights and weekends covering sports or to get a career that was more um, family appropriate and uh, being around more. So I chose to go into teaching. I kind of always had that, like, you know, liking to help people thing. And at the time I wanted to guarantee myself a job. So I went back to Lehigh University to get my certification and my master's degree in special education. Uh, I was in a program that lasted for one year. It was supposed to be two years. They stopped our program after one year. And then I was an emergency certified special education teacher in the Allentown School District for the next year while I was still going to college. So I had the rare distinction of being paid while I was doing my student teaching. It was awesome. So I got a chance to get real experience. I taught for two years in Allentown and I've been at Emmaus High School in Emmaus, Pennsylvania uh, for the last 13 years. Um, if people are listening, Emmaus High School is known most for its field hockey program. I don't know how popular that is in your area of the country there, but our field hockey team is, is amazing. Our coach was just featured on the Today Show. Um, she won her thousandth game of her career. She's been coaching for 40, 46 years or so. So that's kind of, if, if you've ever, if anyone of your listeners out there have ever heard of Emmaus High School, that, that probably would be it. We've had some other uh, famous alumni kind of come through as well too. Um, Kevin White, who was a top 10 draft pick of the Chicago Bears a few years ago, and then his brother, Kaiser White, now currently plays for the San, or the LA Chargers. I was going to call them San Diego, but <laughs> the LA Chargers. So uh, some famous alumni have come through Emmaus High School. So that's kind of where I am located right now. And uh, I host a podcast called The Ninth Grade Experience. It's available anywhere you can get podcasts at ninthgradeexperience.com. It's on YouTube as well, too. And that's kind of the, the thing right now that is making me happy about going to school and it's telling, you know, student stories and those kinds of things as well, too. So I have an interesting background that's not like your, your typical, you know, I always think elementary teachers are like born to be elementary teachers. They've always wanted to be elementary teachers. They kind of have that sense, but I am, I am not that person. So, uh, being in education now for 16 years, it's kind of been a, a different road, but I'm glad to, to still be on the road. That's awesome. So you decided to go when you went back to school, you mentioned that you you went into special education to study, you know, to get your master's in special education. Was there something in particular that drew you to special education as opposed to just general education? Uh, the honest answer is I wanted a job. <laughs> I looked at the landscape. Um, I saw that um, being a special education teacher, there were job openings at that time all over the place. Um, I have a, you know, through a journalism degree, I had a, a knowledge of English. Um, I like social studies. I actually went back and got those certifications too. So I'm certified in, in special education and in, in high school English and high school social studies. I have an administrative certification. I have all sorts of certifications and, and other stuff. Um, but when I went back, you know, I, I kind of the stereotypical special educator story of like, I always like to help people. When I was in high school, I did like um, volunteer programs and other stuff like that. And it was kind of one of those things that was always in the back of my mind um, about wanting to help people. 
And uh, when you get into special education, that's what everyone thinks they're going to do. And, you know, we do on a day-to-day basis um, differently all the time. But I think when you go into special education, that's kind of the, the driving force behind it. So that's kind of what I wanted to do. Um, but yeah, the, the, the not fun answer, the not, you know, awesome answer is I just wanted a job and, uh, you know, here we are 16 years later and still have the special education job. So I guess it was a, a good, good choice at that point. Yeah, sounds it sounds like it worked out for you and and uh, man, I I appreciate special education teachers um, big time because um, I mean it, I don't know what it's like in Pennsylvania here in New Mexico we are su- kind of suffering through a huge teacher shortage but especially special education teachers as well so they are I I firmly believe there's a special place in heaven for every special education teacher um, out there because. Um, the work you do is just phenomenal and it's, and it's not to negate anything that anybody else does, but um, big shout out to special education teachers um, all across the country. Yeah. I appreciate, I appreciate that. And it's one of those things too, where I think all, all the time, like people talk about that with special educators and like, you must be so patient. You must be so like kind. And, And there is all that too. But I also like to remind people that like, when we look around our schools, like, Obviously, special educators have a lot going on, too, but everyone, especially these days, has so much stuff that they're taking care of. So um, maybe maybe all the educators out there have a special place wherever they wherever they go in their their next world. Uh, there's a special place for all of us out there. But, you know, it's nice to be recognized. And it, you're right. It is. It's a challenge whether, you know, and I'm in a pretty large school. I have 2,800 kids in my school um, in a really large district. We're surrounded by several large districts. We have a, a large number of special education teachers, I think almost like 25 in our building for our high school, and we still need more. So it is a challenge. And I'm sure, you know, people that are listening or, you know, seeing the same thing all over the place as well, too, like you said, but just a shout out to all teachers and, you know, and I'll take the, I'll take the special educator credit too. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for that. So um, you're, you have a podcast. Let's talk about that for a minute. The ninth grade experience. Um, could we talk a little bit about how that got started um, and what that space kind of looks like for, for you as a podcaster? Sure. So uh, obviously I talked earlier about my journalism background. So it's, at, you know, a couple of years ago, I kind of had that itch to like get back into it. So I was a newspaper reporter in um, suburban Pennsylvania in Westchester, Pennsylvania, uh, right after college. And, um, I had a cool opportunity to cover like high school sports. We did some college stuff. I even did a little, a couple things with the Philadelphia Eagles as they were making a run through the playoffs. And after that, I kind of never, like, once I got into teaching the writing and journalism side, kind of went away for a little bit. So in the, you know, around that time in 2018, I started really getting into podcast and listening to podcast and, and I thought, well, why not start my own? So our school district has a grant through the East Penn Education Foundation, and you can apply for this grant. And um, I had applied for it once before and was denied it because I didn't really know what it took to like get equipment for a podcast or anything like that. So I just wrote this like really probably terrible. I wish I still had it to look at it, but a terrible grant proposal that was not even accepted. So it was the fall of 2018. And I thought, how can I make just a general podcast a little bit more specific? 
And at that point, I was working with specifically ninth grade students. Our high school was doing a lot of work with ninth graders and the transition from eighth to ninth grade. So I thought there's the hook. The hook for the podcast is to talk about the eighth to ninth grade transition and to talk about how that challenging the ninth grade year is. So uh, in that fall of 2018, I received a grant for $1,000. That was, that was the seed money that got all the equipment for the podcast. So at that point, um, I bought cool microphones, a cool recorder. Uh, I have one thing that I've, honestly I've never used, but I read this list of like awesome things you're supposed to have to start a podcast. So I had this money and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to buy it. And I didn't really know what it was. And, and I haven't used it, to be honest. I wish I could sell it to get some new stuff. Um, so I published the first three episodes in May of 2019, focusing on students. And that's kind of a unique space in the education podcast world is, you know, a lot of our education podcasts talk to other educators, they talk to experts in the field, and I have done that as well, too. But um, my focus was always to tell the story of ninth grade students. And that's kind of what I say at the beginning of the podcast is to kind of the ninth grade experience is to tell the stories of staff and students that live being in ninth grade. And I think it's an applicable story. And I, I often like to ask the guest on for the first time, I was going to kind of, I didn't tell you, Elijah, I was going to do this to you, but I, I will do it anyway here in a second. But I always like to ask guests, any guest that I have, the first question is, what was your ninth grade experience like? Because either they're a current ninth grade student or they've been in ninth grade. And I, it's funny that when you ask the adults, they always kind of think back to that ninth grade year and they have one or two things that kind of comes to mind. Maybe it set them down a career path. Maybe it's a teacher that told them they couldn't do something. Maybe it was a story. I remember we had our school psychologist told us a story about how they got something in their hair in the lunchroom. And there was a girl that kind of had a favorable reaction to her and like asked how she was. And that was one of the moments that made her decide she wanted to go into being a school psychologist to help people. So I'm going to turn the tables on you. I know this is your podcast, Elijah, but I'm going to ask you real fast here. If you know, or can yeah. think about it. you don't, you don't have to identify the year or uh, where you were. Um, but do you remember anything about your ninth grade experience that might have led you in the direction that you have currently gone down? So that's a great question. Um, so I, I, one of my, one of my all-time favorite teachers is my mom. Um, and I've, I think I've said it on the show before that I was homeschooled um, kindergarten through 12th grade. It was just something that my mom had felt called to do. And so, um, so my mom was a, was a special education teacher for about six or seven years before she and my dad started, started a family together. And then, uh, you know, so, you know, all my siblings and I went kinder through 12, uh, homeschooled. So I remember, you know, I, I always think back when I think about school, I think about my mom a lot and just, you know, the, the care that she took and she had for each and every one of us and the time she took, um, I also think about my basketball coaches. I played uh, basketball um, six through like six through twelfth grade. Um, so that so I know going into high school that was a big that was a big jump for me because it was like oh I get to play varsity on the basketball team now and and you know stepping up and playing at a different level and things like that. Um, I was also into music. And it was, this is, that's probably more importantly, what drove me into education was music. Um, because originally I wanted to be a music teacher. I wanted to be a, a, like a middle school, either a band teacher, or, you know, just teach music in some capacity. Um, so I was playing bass guitar, I was learning guitar at the time. And I was probably, if I'm, if my year is right, I was getting ready to start taking piano lessons as well. 
And so music um, was a big influence for me. Um, and it was something that I was really passionate about. And the first thing that I really wanted to be like, I can share this with the world. You know, I can share this with people. I can, I can make a living out of this by being a teacher of music. So um, that's kind of what pushed me into education, I would say, is, is the music. But I also had a lot of influence, like I said, from my mom, who was a teacher, uh, my basketball coaches, who were just uh, teachers in their own way as well. So. And, and, and your example right there for about two minutes and now, obviously we're only using the audio here, but like, just to see, like, we're, we're sharing it on zoom here. So I can see that, like, when you, when I asked you that question, there was almost a smile that came over your face and kind of, you were thinking back to those things. And I think that's one of the reasons why I like the ninth grade experience, because as you were able to pull out, like, Hey, I've never had anybody homeschooled because we focus a lot on our own school. So that's a unique ninth grade experience. D, it's unique that you were able to play varsity basketball while being homeschooled. And then C, you were able to remember the thing that kind of drove you into the field of education. And that's that's the reason why I like doing ninth grade, because there's so many opportunities there to kind of look back for adults or people that are working with students or for kids that they can look forward. So that's kind of how I landed on that very specific thing, because people were like, why are we picking like such a very narrow field? And I said, well, because there's everyone, not everyone graduates high school. We, we think that a lot of people do, but there are people, some people that don't, but everyone starts high school. So everyone probably has some sort of ninth grade story or ninth grade memory. So that's why I like that as like the theme of the podcast and kind of, you know, I think some of your other questions deal with like finding like what's your educational philosophy and those kinds of things. And I think it's really important that, you know, we talk about like how we help ninth grade students transition and then succeed all throughout high school. Yes, excuse me. Thank you. Uh, and I, I enjoyed being on the other side of that there, <laughs> being interviewed on the show. That was awesome. So the ninth grade experience listeners, if you haven't, uh, please check out the ninth grade experience. Um, and I'll be sure to put a link in the description so that you can easily get to it. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about uh, you, you mentioned that teaching philosophy. Let's talk a little bit about that. This can be a loaded question. Um, it was something I was talking to my fiance about just the other day about, you know, has our philosophy of education changed at all, which is why I kind of landed on this question to ask you, um, because I think over time people change and their philosophies can change, not always. Um, so I'm just going to ask you that question. Um, what is your, uh, teaching philosophy and has that changed from the time that you started teaching? Uh, I don't know how much it's really changed. I, I think it's more developed and gotten a little bit more steady as I've gone through. So I have two, I guess we'll, we'll call it. I have one that's like kind of specific to my current role and then one that I've kind of had for a while. So the, the one that's kind of more current, I've been working with ninth grade students for six years, focusing on the podcast as well. And one of the things we like to tell students is that ninth grade counts. So it's really simple. But a lot of times kids come into high school and they might not do as well academically in their ninth grade year, or they just kind of mess up in their first year. I also do like a credit recovery program at the high school that I work at. And a lot of times those students that are not successful later on say, man, I wish I would have had my ninth grade year back, or I wish I would have taken it more serious. And, you know, a lot of the times on our, on our podcast, we talk about like getting yourself involved 
finding your people. Like, you know, we're, like I said, we're a school of 2,800 people. So it's really, it's, it's basically impossible to get to know every person, but we have so many clubs and organizations and activities and sports that like you find your people. Like uh, right now I'm the advisor of the game club and it's like students that are into like magic, the gathering and um, other like role-playing games. And I have no idea what they're doing, but it gives them a space that they can all kind of find their people and find their, their common, their friends and kind of the people that they'll kind of roll with for the next couple of years. So we really reinforce to our ninth grade students that ninth grade counts in, in a lot of different ways, academically, socially, all those things. And then the second is kind of, I like to say that like, we try to always make connections to real world things. So as a special education teacher, I am, I co-teach basically all my classes and I am not the content I'll call it the content master of the subject area. The people I work with have way more knowledge about all the things that I do. But what I bring to the, the, to the room is like, how do students connect to it? So if I'm a 14 year old sitting in a ninth grade science class, why do I care about the rainforest? Why do I care about agriculture? But these are some of the topics we talk about in our ninth grade science class. And I try to bring that in because making those connections is like, the biggest thing for the students. Like if they don't see a value in it, they don't really get into it. So I think like finding those connections. And I think it also is one person I work with, his name is Brian Harkness. He always tells me that my journalism background always kind of plays into what we do in the classroom because I'm always trying to find like current event stories or things that I think were, are kind of newsworthy or relevant for the students. So I always keep that in my mind of like, kind of like if I was sitting in this room would I be interested in any of this? Now I know 14 to 15 year olds are a tough sell, no matter what it is, unless it's like on their phone or, you know, on the Chromebook or whatever they're on. But um, those two things, like, you know, getting students to believe in, you know, ninth grade is important and kind of finding connections with things that are applicable to their lives. Cause like I said, like I say to some students, like this might be the only time in your high school career, you're going to learn about the rainforest. You're going to learn about glaciers and, and climate change or, or any of the stuff that we talk about. So I at least want to try to make it so that, you know, when you're out and about in five years, or if you have a kid in 15 years, if that's what you're going to do, like, and they ask you a question about something random that you're not like totally caught off guard in the moment. <laughs> so those are, those are kind of my two things. Awesome. That's a great philosophy. Um, ninth grade counts. I love that. I love that you put such a big emphasis on that because you're, you're focusing on that transitional year, like you said, it's that transition from middle school to high school. And it's such a big, important year for kids. And so I'm glad that you, that you stress that and that you stress that to your, to your students as well. So uh, Chris, I'm seeing a lot of photos and posts on social media now, especially with the new year about books we're reading and you know, you know, this book came out and I'm getting my book list together. I'm even sitting down and getting a list of books ready to read and, and things like that. But I like to, I've, this is a question that I've been enjoying asking my guests is, what are you reading, watching, and or listening to? Okay, so I did, I wrote, these were ones that I wrote down because I wanted to make sure that I didn't forget some of them. So the reading one is kind of, I'm all over the place. So I like to read like shorter things as a journalism person, I'm, I'm, I like to read articles. So I'll come back to this person. Her name is Jessica Leahy. She is the author of The Gift of Failure. Um, I've had her on the podcast um, 
I forget it's in season two, um, but she's awesome. She's a great follow on Twitter. She is, she writes like a blog and puts stuff out. Her latest book is called the addiction inoculation, which is all about like uh, dependency um, and kids and trying to combat that. I have that on my shelf. That's the first book that I'm going to read in full in 2022 because I've had it for a while and I, I have to read it. But anything that she puts out or tweets or retweets is, is stuff that I usually try to read because she's really in tune with kind of a lot of the philosophy stuff and also kind of like the real world application of, of teacher things. So she's at Jess Leahy on Twitter. That's where she's most active with that. So that's my reading piece. Um, the watching piece, uh, I, you know, I, I'm, I've been married now for 14 years, so I don't get to control the TV very often. So, um, I watched a lot of Hallmark movies over the break, which was awesome. Like I, you know, not ashamed to admit that the Hallmark Christmas movies are great. Um, one thing I finally did watch though over break, and I know I'm late to the party on this one was the last dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. Um, cause I realized it was on ESPN plus and I did, I, we have ESPN plus, but not ESPN. So I finally looked and I watched all 10 hours of that. So that was a, that was some heavy lifting over the break, but it was really cool. Uh, you know, that was at the same time. Um, you know, I was, Let's see, what was I? I was a sophomore, junior in high school. Um, I was really into basketball at that point. Uh, I'm from Philadelphia originally, so I was not a Michael Jordan fan. I'm one of those people out there that kind of hated Michael <laughs> Jordan growing up. Um, but looking back on it and looking at it, like obviously when you're in it and you're like living it, you don't realize how much stuff's going on around Michael Jordan at the time. But as a podcaster and a storyteller, like to be able to tell that story for 10 hours, I thought it was really cool. Um, the next thing I want to watch is the Beatles get back documentary. That's eight hours. That's on Disney plus. So that's on the, that's the next thing on the agenda. Did you, have you watched that one? I, I have seen that one. And I, every time I see the last dance, I'm like, I need to watch that. I need to watch that. And I just, it's, so I'm putting it on my list now, but the, the get back documentary is, is phenomenal. I'm, I, I love the Beatles and, um, you know, everything about them and, but that just watching them, it's like being a fly on the wall, just being able to sit yeah. there and watch what's going on is incredible. Yeah. I've probably listened to as many podcast episodes or people talking about it, then it's probably going to take me to watch it. So I, I, I got to watch it at this point, but that's, you know, that's another eight hour commitment, but most, mostly what I find myself doing is listening to podcasts. So I have three small categories here that I put them into. Um, I put them into like education, like wellness, wellness being, and then one that's just fun. So for the educational ones that I listen to, there's two. Um, it's the House of Ed Tech and Podcast PD. Um, Chris Nessie, who is, I've reached out to a lot of help for podcasting with. He's awesome. He's a, a high school English or high school social studies teacher out of New Jersey. Um, he does the House of Ed Tech. He's been doing it now for, I think, eight or nine years, he said. Um, really great show. It's short. It's every two weeks, uh, gives a lot of great tips. And then he does a show that's every other week as well, too, with, um, it's AJ Bianco who does other podcasts as well. And Stacy Lindis, they're all New Jersey educators. It's called podcast PD. And they, they focus on like one thing every two weeks and they're really good. They're digestible. Um, they're really, you know, they have good chemistry. The shows are entertaining. Um, I, I don't listen to a ton of education podcasts cause it's like the thing, like it's, it's, my job. So like, I also don't want to like steer myself into like thinking that this is how I have to do my show. So I, I listen to a few, you know, I listen to shut up and teach and a couple of those too, as well. So that's on the subscribe list. Um, so, you know, I have all these other ones as well too. Um, but those are the education ones I listen to. Also, um, I mentioned Jess Leahy earlier, um, in my 
wild dreams. I want to write a book. She hosts the podcast called Am Writing with her and KJ Delantonia and Serena Bowen. And they talk about all things writing and book related. So that's kind of fun. Um, my wellness one is the Rich Roll podcast. He is a health and wellness guy out of California. He has an amazing story. He was an alcoholic, recovering alcoholic, um, went vegan in his late, in his forties. It's just a lot of inspirational people, lots of great people. And then my fun podcast I listen to, it's called All Fantasy Everything. It's three comedians. And what they do is they fantasy draft like all different like crazy pop culture events. And, you know, every time it comes out on Thursdays and it's just one of those things where like I look forward to because it's just not serious. And in the world that we're living in right now with education and the, and the expectations, like I look forward to that every week because I know that it's not something I need to listen to for my job. I don't need to like focus on it but it's funny and they tell really funny stories. It's not school appropriate. It's not for kids, but, um, <laughs> but it's just one of those things. And I, you know, it's something that I look forward to every week. So yeah, it's called all fantasy, everything. And it's not like, you know, it's, it's appropriate things, but they are, they're three comedians and then they have guests on and they're all friends and, and they, you know, they use some inappropriate language. I will tell you that, but, um, I recommend it, but I wouldn't recommend it to my students. So, <laughs> so it's a, it's not safe for work. Okay. <laughs> it is <laughs> not safe. It is. Yeah. I wouldn't listen to it like in the teacher lounge, you know, in between classes with the, you know, the teacher that's been in the building for 35 years, but uh, <laughs> maybe on your car ride to and from work, if you want a good joke or a good laugh and, you know, I'm, I'm 40 years old. So they're like kind of in their like, or late thirties, early thirties. So a lot of this stuff they, they talk about is stuff that either is like, throwback stuff or like current stuff. So it's kind of right in my wheelhouse of like stuff that I find funny. So, you know, if you're a 63 year old woman listening to this podcast, it might not be for you, but you never know. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to have to check that one out for sure. Uh, all right. So uh, Chris, I've got one more big question for you here. And um, this is the one I ask at the very end. Um, and I hope you've, I know you've been, you've had time to think about it and get a, get an answer down. Um, so is there a shut up and teach moment from your career that you, um, would like to share with our listeners? So I, I thought about this and, and there's a, there's two things. So the one for me was when I was a young, when I was just getting into teaching, um, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was still trying to figure out what co-teaching was like. And I worked with a, somebody, her name is Dawn Lobner and, um, she's still at the high school I work at. And she allowed me the freedom to kind of be myself in the co-teaching environment. Um, one of the lessons that I always talk about is um, if you know world studies and world history, there was a, a leader called Machiavelli who was in the, uh, the Renaissance period and the Reformation period. And, um, you know, as a, as a child of the 90s and knowing hip hop a little bit, Tupac you know, went to jail, changed his name to Machiavelli. So I convinced, you know, my co-teacher that I was going to do this full lesson comparing Machiavelli to Tupac. And we looked at album covers and we talked about how their philosophies were the same. And it was like one of those moments where it's like, this woman didn't have to like, let me go totally off the rails, um, but it worked. And it's one of those things that still to this day, I kind of always joke with kids. Now, the Tupac references are almost becoming dated, which is scary. But um, like, it's one of those things where I look back on and it's like kind of trying to find the connection, trying to find those things. And I think that was like one of those moments where it's like, okay, I can do this and do this kind of the way that I think will impact kids. So that was kind of like my 
way back one. And then I, I had three episodes of the podcast I did last year that I, I wanted to just throw them out there because I think the whole idea of student voice and kind of like what I always like to tell adults for the podcast, they're like, oh, they're like, always, oh, you're like, you do so well with that. And I'm like, I appreciate the response. But like a lot of times what I tell people is I just like to shut up and let the kids talk. And the kids are the ones that kind of drive the bus. So I had three episodes last year that I thought were really interesting. One was in January of 2021. It was season three, episode 17. And it was a student who talked openly about what it was like to have COVID uh, over the Christmas break in 2020. And at that point, we were not talking about that. Like I could not find in that time frame like a student that was coming out talking about what it was like to have COVID. So I know now we're, you know, in the Omicron part and it seems like everyone has it and we're talking about all these things. But this kid came back to school and told me the story and it still sticks with me to today. Like he's like, I was quarantined for the whole from Thanksgiving to Christmas. And like I couldn't like hug my family at Christmas time. And that was such a powerful student story that he was willing to tell. So that was one. Another shut up and teach moment was uh, there was an episode near the end of the school year. Um, it was season three, episode 32, and it was a student organizing against racism. So, you know, students um, of minority groups in our school were kind of coming together. Um, they were seeing things that were going on. They were they wanted to speak out about it. I had them on the podcast. And just listening to how they were able to express themselves and, and talk about the things that they saw in their own school district, their own community about those things. It was really powerful. Um, it's an episode that I like to direct people to. And like when they have these conversations of like, why don't we listen to the students? Like that is an example of like, if we just shut up and listen to the students, they're going to tell you what's going on. And then the last one was the one for my special education heart was um, in the, one of the episodes at the end. It was season three, episode 33 interviewed a student who was graduating. Her name is Grace Comfort. And um, she told the story about how when she came into high school, she didn't know much about her learning disability. And um, she really, really worked hard to learn about like her dyslexia and her, re and her learning disability and how she could overcome it. And, you know, I would suggest it to anyone out there that is helping students with IEPs transition from eighth to ninth grade. She went on to, I, I'm going to butcher the college, but I think it was Lafayette. Uh, or Bucknell, one of our Patriot League schools out here in the East Coast of like, she was able to go to the school and, and got into like a really highly regarded college. And like, she spoke so eloquently about like, what she did, what she overcame. And like, those are like, a lot of times, like, as the podcast guy, like, you know, I like to hear myself talk, don't get me wrong. But like the shut up moments are like, the students have what they like to say. And if we just stop and listen to them, I think we could solve a lot of the problems that are going on right now. Wow. That was, oh man, that was awesome. Such a great response and such great, great moments from your career that definitely um, embody that shut up and teach mindset. So uh, uh, Chris, thank you so, so much for being on the show uh, with me today. Um, I'd love for our listeners to, to follow you and, and follow the podcast. So um, what are, what's the best way for people to get in contact with you and, and stay connected with you with what you're doing? All right. So the best, the easiest way, the central hub for the podcast is if you just go to www.ninthgradeexperience.com. So it's ninth with the, it's the number nine th 
G-R-A-D-E experience.com. Uh, there you'll find like our YouTube videos, uh, the ways to subscribe and follow the audio podcast on like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those different things. Um, that's the easiest way to get in contact with the podcast. Um, my Twitter handle is at Chris Stuchko. It's C-H-R-I-S-S-T-U-C-H-K-O. Um, and that's where I post a lot of the educational stuff. I have a Instagram that's for the ninth grade experience. It's just ninth grade experience. I do have a TikTok that I haven't done anything with yet, but that might be the 2022 resolution of meeting the kids where they are. And for the listeners out there, this is kind of like a more selfish thing, but also I'm in the process of trying to come up with an idea for a book because, you know, I'm a former journalist. So if you have students that are work coming up transitioning from eighth to ninth grade, or you work with ninth grade students that have an interesting story, and I'm looking for students or places all over the country, um, obviously a book I've written about Southeastern Pennsylvania isn't going to apply to people in, you know, Washington state or New Mexico. So if you are interested or have listened and you're kind of like, Oh, I would like to learn more or kind of my, I have a ninth grader that has a really interesting story. We're trying to expand the podcast to just outside of our small little area. So please reach out to me. I'd love to hear them. And then, you know, kind of try to put that together, but, you know, Elijah, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to talk here about, about ninth grade and about everything that, you know, that I do. And for all of my colleagues, you know, you know, we don't, I don't do this alone. So the colleagues that allow me to kind of go interview the kids or the, the, the special, the regular education teachers I work with all the different people, you know, as well as every teacher that's listening right now knows it's, it is, it is not easy being a teacher right now. And, um, you know, we're all struggling through this together. So hopefully, you know, we can make it through on the other side and keep the kids at the focus of what we're doing. Yeah, that's right. Let's keep the kids kids at the focus and let's stay connected with each other to, to best support each other. Chris, thank you so, so much for being, uh, for being my guest today. It was a pleasure to talk with you and get to know you a little bit more. Um, listeners, I hope that you have really enjoyed this episode and I really hope that you follow Chris and follow the ninth grade experience. Please check it out and share it with a friend. And like Chris said, if you have a ninth grade student with an interesting story that you might, um, that you'd that uh, you'd like to share with Chris, please get in contact with him. Um, his uh, I'll put I'll put Chris's information in the in the description of this podcast, so you can easily get in, in touch with him. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I will see you on the next show. Thank you for listening to this episode of the shut up and teach podcast if you like this episode feel free to share it with a friend or on social media i always welcome feedback so be sure to leave a comment about your thoughts on this episode until next time